You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And I'm Ari Borlaug. And welcome to the first episode of season three of The Parsnip Ship. And we are here. We are here in Cloud City, Williamsburg, as always, a really great place to be. And we are listening to a new play. What is the new play, Ari? Tonight we are hearing In the Room Waiting by the brilliantly talented Thaddeus McCants. This reading is directed by Tyler Gardella. He gave me permission to say really Italian-like, so I'm happy. Um, and we are now going to let our beautiful cast introduce themselves. I'm Sahaira Curiel, and I will be uh, performing as Olivia's sister and Ophelia. Hello, I'm Tangela Wilson. I will be performing Maria, Clarissa, and Reggie. Uh, I was already introduced, but my name is Thaddeus McCants, uh, and I'll be playing Malcolm. I'm Jerrielle Whitney, and I will be playing Aisha. I'm Justin Jarrell, and I'm Octavius. What's up, y'all? I'm Barry Gibbs, and I'm playing Clarence, brother, and Kevin. (laughs) Clarissa Marie Lagan, and I'm playing the receptionist. Awesome. And we like to begin our show this evening with some really, really great music to set us in the mood. So we'd like to welcome, but first... But first, we like to ask our playwrights uh, one question before, <laughs> before uh, we start hearing their play. It's season three. It's season three. You know the drill. <laughs> uh, and that question is, what, is the world, what would the world be missing if it didn't have this play? Well, um, first of all, Ari, Ivan, uh, thank you so much for having me and this amazing cast. We are so, 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 so pumped to be here. Um, second off, that's an incredibly hard question to answer, but an incredible question. Um, and so I think, I think I have a two-part answer to that question. I would say literally what the world is missing if this play didn't exist is just literally the play. But figuratively, what this play... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things happening in this world. Quite literally, it would be missing this play. Um, but figuratively, I think what the world would be missing... Uh, if this play didn't exist is sort of my idea of the art that needs to be in this world and sort of the reason why I created this play and why this play was written was as an attempt to put out into the world the type of art that I want to see and that I think belongs on this earth Um, and that's art that I think is inherently juxtapositional. I always talk about this play as being lowbrow and highbrow, being realistic and larger than life, Um, but it really is a story that I think needs to be told, and the way that it is told is is new and fresh and diverse and exciting, Uh, 
first and foremost, I, I believe in a theater uh, that is accessible and is inclusive. And part of that, and part of the reason why I wanted to be a part of this podcast is because creating a play that is uh, disseminated auditorily is an incredible way to bring people into the theater and have them be exposed to art that they might not be exposed to before. So thank you guys so much for having us. Um, and I think that, you know, my, my sort of mantra in, in any art that I want to create is to create art that is real but doesn't lose the, the obligation and the opportunity to entertain. We can talk about what is real and we can address very real questions and talk about uh, what ails us as a society, but I think we can only really do that when we're in the same space and we're feeling the same energy and the best way to do that is when we're all entertained and we're all having a good time. So I guess figuratively that's the longest answer ever, <laughs> but we're gonna um, come back to the literal and literally this play wouldn't be here if it wasn't in the world. Yes. For those of you listening, I just <laughs> Amazing. So after that response, and because I'm confused, y'all, so we're actually going to now get started with our musical guest. We've been waiting. And we'd like to welcome Revy Rose to start us off. Welcome, Revy. <laughs> lucid dream. Better, 
what can I say? It's just a regular hospital waiting room. It looks like a hospital. It smells like a hospital. It's a fucking hospital. There's some chairs around a coffee table with outdated magazines that they won't let me get rid of. There's an automatic door that opens when squirrels run past. There's walls lined with whatever health initiative they want to push on us this month. You know, get your flu shot, don't drink and drive, get up to date on your vaccinations, something for lupus. But through those doors, through those double doors is the promised land where the doctors reside. Through there is the place where all your health and wellness dreams come true. But no one, I repeat, no one gets through without talking to the- Excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, we've just been waiting here for a while and I was just wondering how much longer it might be. Uh, it will just be a few moments here, I promise. Okay, uh, cool, just let me know, I guess. I hate impatient motherfuckers. So as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, no one gets through that door without talking to the receptionist and that's me. Everyone's gotta deal with me and everyone's gotta fill out the paperwork. Even this good looking couple sitting here in front of me, even they have to fill out the invasive questions. Now I, I ain't wanna gossip, but it looks like they might be in a little bit of a tiff. Tale as old as time. I don't see why you had to sit all the way across the room. But like, we don't know each other. That doesn't mean I'm not here, Aisha. It just means I gotta yell. Yeah, you can yell all you want. It still doesn't mean that you're here. You're gonna have to talk to me sometime. I don't have to do shit when it comes to you. But I think you already know that. Man, you are just hard to be in a room with. You know that? That really is why we broke up. We broke up because you tried to cheat on me. Yeah, but it didn't work, so I don't see why we're still talking <laughs> about it. You might literally be the dumbest person I've ever met. You see, I hate when people say that. Like, that is literally the craziest thing I've ever done or literally the best meal I've ever ate. Like, I am not, by the literal definition of the word literally, literally the dumbest person you've ever met that doesn't make any sense. No, I, I literally mean that you are literally the dumbest person I've ever met. Literally. In my life. Now, please, just leave me alone. I feel like shit. Please don't run, Olivia. Why? Because that's not how you do things at the hospital. We have to tell this nice woman that we're here so she'll see if the doctor's ready for you. Hi, how are you? I'm Maria Bannoncourt here for one o'clock for Olivia Bannoncourt. Okay, have you been here before? Yes, we have. Okay then, you just have to fill out the paperwork. Okay, but I think I filled all this out before. I'm sure you did, but you still have to fill it out. So I just have to fill this all out again then? Mm-hmm. All right, honey. I guess we got to fill out the paperwork again. Where do you want to sit? Mm, this one. Oh, honey, let's maybe pick a different seat so the gentleman can have some space. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't mind. Olivia. What? He doesn't mind. Here, I'll ask him. Do you mind, mister? Oh. It's, um, it's... no, I don't mind. I really don't mind. Okay, but be good. My dad calls my mom a worrywart. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, warts? <laughs> I might be seven, but I know when I'm being fed a handful of bullshit. Olivia! So, what you in for? What? I said, what you in for? Oh, well, I'm My mom says I'm here because I'm infectious. Excuse me? See? He doesn't know where it is either, Mom. Oh, well, I'm... No. I tried to tell him there was no way I went to infectious on account that I don't even know where infectious is. I'm not even allowed to cross the street. But I am all itchy, so she might be right. Might have undoubtedly spent some time infectious. Oh, I think you're 
I think your mom's trying to tell you that you're infectious. Huh? Your mother's trying to tell you that you are infectious, not that... You telling me you know where infectious is now? When did he teach you that, like, third grade? Honey, please. The gentleman doesn't want to hear all about this. No, it's, it's fine. It really is. If I wasn't talking to her, I would just be sitting here letting my brain slowly turn to oatmeal. He likes oatmeal too, Mom! See, I knew I was gonna like this guy. I do like oatmeal. A lot, actually. My kind of brother. My kind of sister. I'm a princess. Oh! Oh, oh, that's gotta be cool. What's your princess name? Olivia Marie Bannoncourt, and the address to my castle is 423 Ridgewood Way. And my phone number, in case I get lost, is 512-244. Olivia, please do not give out your entire address and phone number to strangers. See? She doesn't have any warts. She should definitely have warts, right? <laughs> you know, you are one smart cookie, Olivia. <laughs> yeah, my mom sometimes says I'm a smart cookie, too. Sometimes, when I'm being annoying... Instead of, of saying I'm a smart cookie, she says that I'm a smart ass. <laughs> and then my dad looks at her like this. Olivia, please. She does this all the time. Uh, so does he. Oh, you two know each other? Yeah, we know each other. Why are you sitting so far apart? That's what I said. See, that's all the answer I needed. How are you? I'm Maria. I'm Aisha. Honestly, I feel like shit. Well, you're in a hospital. That's to be expected, I guess. I guess I was asking more, how are you, if you know what I mean. Minus the queasiness? Sure. Wow. <laughs> Nobody's asked me that in a while. I honestly, things are pr going pretty well. I just got a new job, so that's pretty cool. Aisha Briggs? Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, that's too bad. It was so great to meet you. Your daughter is adorable, by the way. Thank you, honey. You too. All right, let's get on. Oh, here. no, 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 no. You sit down. What, do you think you're coming in there with me? Hell no. Right this way, Miss Briggs. I guess I'll just be out here, I guess. Is that your girlfriend? Olivia, please. What? I'm just making small talk, Mom. I'm just trying to be polite like you said. Speaking of manners, I never got your name. Well, Olivia, I'm Malcolm. And I think I can clear up the whole factious thing. You see that little spot on your arm? It's itchy, right? Oh, like you wouldn't know. Right. So what the word infectious means is that if somebody else touches that little spot, they might get a little spot too. Well, that explains my brother. It's everywhere. <laughs> Did they tell you what you have? They said I got chicken pots. Even though I'm not even allowed to use the stove, so I don't see how I get chicken pots. Oh, uh, I think they meant chicken pox. Chicken, huh? A chicken pox. That sounds made up. It does sound made up. Olivia Bannoncourt. <gasps> That's me. Is it my turn, Mr. Malcolm? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Oh, good. Maybe this doctor can explain this to me. You grown-up sure sound crazy. Hey, Malcolm. Yeah, Olivia? My mom says I shouldn't talk to rapists on account that they might be strangers. But you're really nice. <laughs> hey, thanks, Olivia. I usually don't get along with kids, but you're just about the coolest person I've met in a while. And hey, good luck getting out affectious. Oh, buddy. With the way this stuff itches, I'm going to need a lot more than luck. I need ointment. Lots and lots of ointment. <laughs> That's a funny word, ointment. So here we are, passing the time. Just me and Malcolm. 
He's reading a Sports Illustrated from three years ago, and I'm catching up on my black romance novellas. And we would go on like this for a while, but... What about no do you not understand? Can you not hear me or something? Oh, get that shit out of here, man. I ain't kicking it with you no more because all you do is talk. All damn day, just talking and talking and talking. You always got something to say, pedantic ass motherfucker. Ain't nobody trying to hear all that. What's up, Miss Thang? Uh, I'm Octavius Butler. No, I don't have an appointment. And no, I ain't filling out no paperwork. This is not a discussion I'm having. I'm the one in the hospital. I'm the one trying to get this all figured out because your ass is useless. You aren't worth a damn on this team, and I ain't got time to hold your hand. Man, I don't even know sometimes, friends, you know. One day, they're on your side, and the next, you're throwing their ass off a third-story fire escape. You know, man? You ever throw a nigga off a third-story fire escape? Hey, yo, I said you ever throw a dude off a third-story fire escape. You there, man? I'm sorry, dude, are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Who the hell else would I be talking to? Have you been talking to me this whole time? You see anyone else in here? Nah, I just, I thought you were on the phone or something. Oh, nah, nah. It ain't connected to nothing. I just use it to look cool. Get bitches and shit. You know. I guess. So who's the pedantic motherfucker? What? The pedantic motherfucker. You came in calling somebody a pedantic motherfucker? I did. Yeah. I distinctly remember because I was thinking like, how does this crackhead know what the word pedantic Please. means? Please. Don't call me a crackhead, young blood. That's not me no mo. And nah, the pedantic motherfucker I was speaking of that's my white friend, James. You were talking to James? Nah, I was talking to Redbone. But you weren't talking to anyone? Wasn't talking to a soul. <laughs> but you... Never mind. So what you in for? What's it to you? I don't know. It just kind of seemed like the right thing to say, given the setting. I guess. I like to be polite. Oh, will you please be quiet? I know why I'm here. I will get to it. What you think I'm going to fuck it up? He think I'm going to fuck it up. How in God's holy name would I fuck this up? Come on, man. You believe in God, young blood? Let's just make sure we're on the same page. You are talking to me right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. Do I look crazy to you? Yes, you look crazy to me. When you look in the mirror, do you not look crazy to you? Oh, I see. I see the kind of dude you are. I see you. I see you. But you ain't answered the question, young blood. Do you believe in God? Nah. Nah? Nah, man. If you gotta know, my grandma was real into that church shit, but I ain't into all that. Yeah, I couldn't never get into that organized religion myself. Too rigid for a man like me. Shit, you look like you could use some rigidity in your life. What's that supposed to mean? It means you look like a fucking crackhead, man. Talking about you could never get into organized Again, religion. Again, I ain't no fucking crackhead. That was in the fucking 90s. In the 80s, it was regular cocaine. In the 90s, it was crack cocaine. In the 2000s... Well... In the 2000s, I was in jail, so I don't know what the fuck folks was doing out there. Popping mollies or some shit. I was just smoking some weed. 
doing a couple pills. Nowadays, I do a little dope here and there. But I ain't no fucking crackhead. So what are you here for? Trying to scam some methadone out of this hospital. <laughs> Works like three out of five times out of 10. So you know, <laughs> odds is decent. Man, you have to be one of the wildest dudes I have ever met, and I have met some motherfuckers, believe me. Yeah, I used to be a stand-up comedian. Me and Richard Pryor and I came up together in New York. For real? You don't believe me? If I'm being honest, nah. Nah? Nah, man. Yeah, you called me on my bluff. I ain't no stand-up comedian. I did used to tell jokes over on 72nd to this one dude. He said I was funnier than Eddie Murphy. Used to throw me a rock or two because I could make him laugh, but that's when I was a crackhead, which I am no longer. <laughs> yeah, I used to do some stand-up in college, but I guess, like, I don't know, I'm not super good at committing to shit. Oh, yeah, I know. You got to switch paths. It's honorable, really. That's where... God is the only place he's really left in family. In family? Yeah, I got kid too. Don't see it in too much no more. Trying to get off this dope. But that monkey on my back is a mean bitch, man. I hear that. I got a crackhead uncle. <laughs> Everybody got a crackhead uncle. <laughs> Guess I'm a I'm a couple people's crackhead uncle. Even though I ain't no crackhead. I guess. It's tough being a dope fiend these days, though. I swear to this. They keep locking me up for the same shit, expecting different results. Now, I ain't no psychologist, but someone told me insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over. Expecting different results. I feel you on that. And so the heroin question remained the same. Are they crazy or am I? Huh? Wait, are you asking? Oh, I'm asking. Me? What? Are you asking me? Oh, I'm asking you. Am I crazy? Or are they? If I say you, are you going to freak out? That's what I told those motherfuckers. The boys in blue, that is. I said, I may look crazy. I may look insane. But to lock niggas up and throw away the key at the rate, we do seem insane to me. Yes, it do. But to those not locked away, it seems, it don't seem so strange. I told him, the men in blue that is, that God is coming any day now. That the day of reckoning is upon us. I told these bullshit ass cops that it was going to come around for them. I told them there was going to be a day when they would have to answer for their crimes. My life fucking matters, I said. Now... Evidently, that didn't sit well with them, and they responded accordingly with their mace and, and with their nightsticks, and I don't know, but I think one dude tased me. Now, as the blows rained down upon me, I achieved a zen-like moment of clarity, that almost tantric-like state that only really getting your ass whooped can give you. I thought to myself, I'm going to die here today. And who the fuck would care? I ain't shit but an old dope fiend. Maybe dying is the best thing. Maybe if these cops whoop my ass, someone will give a fuck about me. Maybe my death 
would be worth more than my ineffectual ass life. I started to wish they would kill me. If they kill me, I thought, if they kill me, you know, maybe I end up on the news. Maybe on a couple t-shirts. Maybe people on the internet will be hashtagging my name. Man, that would really be something, you know. I ain't done shit with this life. Got babies I don't see. A woman I don't support. But maybe I could do something for somebody else's life. Make life better for the next generation. Now, I got a lot of time to think about this because they are still... I repeat, still beating my ass. They beat my ass for about four and a half minutes, according to the cell phone video footage, but they ain't kill me. I spent 17 days in jail for resisting the wrecks. They locked my ass up for getting my ass beat. You hear me? Yeah, man, I hear you. Bitch, nobody was talking to you. I'm talking to my buddy Redbone. Do I look like I was talking to you? Man, this time I actually thought he was talking to me. Will you be quiet? I don't need two pedantic motherfuckers in my ear. So he really does know what that word means? No, I don't. No, I will not. I will do it when I am good and ready. I know this brother's got a decision to make. I can't tell every young brother what to do with his problems. I don't care if his girl is sick. That's not my problem. Wait, what? Ain't nobody talking to you. I'm talking to my buddy Redbone, so you shut the fuck up. Oh, you shut the fuck up, Redbone. I know this man's going through a hard time, but that don't mean he can butt all up in my business looking for information about his sick-ass girlfriend. I yo, don't know. yo, yo, dude, That's hold the fuck up. not my business to tell him. I wasn't sitting here to tell him what's going to happen. I was sitting here to... Well, see, now you done made me forget what I was sitting here to do, but you know this motherfucker work in mysterious ways, so fuck you, Redbone. I'm a god... Fearing man, I swear I am, but I will beat your ass when I get out of this waiting room. You leave me and Malcolm alone. Yo, 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 dude, hold the fuck up. What? I never told you my name. I never told you my girl was sick. I never told you any of that. How the fuck do you know me? I don't know you, motherfucker. I know I'll beat your little ass if you don't take your grubby paws off me, messenger shooting ass, motherfucker. How did you know my girl was sick? Octavius Butler. Nah, I don't know. Nothing yet, my man. I do know you need to calm your ass down and we will get to the good stuff later. I also know if you ever touch me again, I'ma break my foot off in your ass. Some fierce you dig, young blood. Now I got to go scam some drugs out of this place. Excuse me, miss. I believe that I am the Octavius Butler you is looking for. So, after that uh, interaction, needless to say, there is a little tension in the air. I mean, this isn't the first time that dude has been here trying to scam this or that. But I think we can all agree, that was some crazy shit, right? I swear, that man needs Jesus and some rehab. Oh, shit. So what you in here for? Oh, so you don't want to talk? Everybody else who comes in this room won't stop talking. I say one thing, you're just going to sit there and look at me like I'm crazy. Oh, okay. You want to play the quiet game? Shit, we can play the quiet game. 
gonna look at me like I'm crazy. I can't with this fucking place. Oh, you wanna talk? You wanna know why I'm here? I called my sister. I told her I was bleeding. She told me to go to hell. I said, I'm bleeding out of my head. She said, you called me, right? If you called me, you can drive your own bloody ass to the hospital. She said, you must not be that hurt. I told her, bring your ass over here and look at this wound and tell me I'm not that hurt. She's a nurse, so she got a Hippocratic oath and whatnot. So she came over, took one look, and told me we were going to the hospital. I said, you're damn right, because I'm bleeding out of my fucking head. You are a damn fool. You know that, Clarence? Oh, don't get started, Clarice. I know I'm a damn fool. But at least let them take this metal out my forehead before you start yelling at me. I got insurance, don't I? And I got metal in my forehead, don't I? So is it not in my insurance given right to have a little piece of metal removed from my head? At least let me get it out before you start nagging me about how it got in there. What type of grown man puts a can of soup in a fire? I really want to know. For the last time, I was hungry and my stove's broke. You ever heard of a microwave? Woman, my microwave has been broke for two damn years and you know that. So you put it in a fire. Matter of fact, what type of grown man has a fire in the backyard in the middle of fucking D.C.? Like you out there in the country. We're in the middle of fucking Washington, D.C., Clarence. You ain't got no damn sense, I swear. <laughs> What's so funny? Yeah, what the fuck you laughing at? <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I am just seeing so much crazy shit in this fucking waiting room. Like, it seems like every single person that comes in here is out of their goddamn mind. Did she say you put a can of soup in a fire? <laughs> like, who the fuck does that? Like, I have never had a can of soup and thought, like, like what are you, a fucking caveman? I mean, I don't know. Fuck you. Yeah, I guess you're right. Fuck me. Sorry for interrupting, it just seemed like the right thing to do around here. Y'all can fuck off too, just trying to fight the boredom. See Clarence, you piss off everyone, everywhere you go. That's why you can't keep a woman, cause you always got something to say. Oh, shut up Clarice. You know me and women are like, like oil and vinegar. What, salad dressing? Nah, well, yeah I guess, but, but nah, but I mean we don't mix. Your old lady ever put you in the hospital? Me? Hmm? Nah, me and my girl don't fight physically. We're both for sure emotional batterers, though. <laughs> the last time my sister had to drive me to the hospital, my old lady threw a can of soup at me. She threw a can at you? Mm-hmm, she threw a can of cream of chicken soup at me. Man, what is with you and cans? <laughs> you should really think about incorporating some fresh produce into your life. It is way less dangerous. Hmm. You sound a little like you think you one of them smart uppity niggas. Oh, Lord. You in college or some shit? I graduated a year ago from GW. Oh, GW. <laughs> uppity ass nigga. I guess you gotta go to the white man's college. Gotta get that degree to prove that you ain't one of us niggas. Oh, don't start, Clarence. Oh, no, 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 I'm serious. Can't just be niggas without degrees. There's no jobs for niggas without degrees. So you gotta spend all this money just to talk the white man's talk. Shit, 
The education system is the start of separation. We assimilate into the American system, AKA we assimilate into the white cultural system. Meanwhile, they won't let us have shit. They won't loan us shit. Not to start nothing, not to own nothing, not nothing. Clarence, I said don't start. Everyone doesn't want to hear you pontificate on the pitfalls of America. Well, somebody tell me I ain't right. That's all I'm saying. Somebody tell me I ain't right. So what you in here for? Hey, I guess that's fair. If you gotta know, my girl's sick. Oh, shit. Well, why ain't you in there with her? Honestly, we aren't on the best of terms. And we make all types of salad dressing. Man, oh man, I tell you women. They'll do that to you, won't they? <laughs> women will do... Women will do what? You don't even know half the fucking story yet, you misogynistic prick. I already know the whole story, Clarice. Tale as old as time. <laughs> Did you just quote Beauty and the Beast, you childish ass nigga? Hey, hey, yo, 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 I don't... I don't want to cause any drama between y'all. There really isn't much of a story. And my girl hasn't been feeling well lately, so we just came in to find out what was going on. She pregnant? Nah. You doing anything to make sure she is not pregnant? I mean, I guess. What are you doing? I don't know the normal shit. What do you mean? What do you mean? She means condoms and shit. She loves to talk about condoms. <laughs> She works for this service that hands out old, dusty-ass condoms to people who can't afford They are absolutely not old, dusty condoms. They are saving people's lives, stupid brother of mine. I knew I should have let your ass bleed out. And besides, you got, what, three kids with two different women? You of all people need to learn how to use a damn condom. Oh, come off it, Clarice. Clarence Tompkins. Thank you. Oh, thank God, that's me. Come on, girl, let's go get this metal out my face. I am not going in with you. Quit playing, Clarice. You know I'm scared of doctors. You are a grown-ass man. Please, Clarice, quit playing. Come on. You a damn fool, Clarence. Yeah, I know I'm a damn fool. Oh, and as for you, you look like a nice kid. And for your information, early term blood tests can take as long as two or three days to come back. So chances are you're going to be right back here in a couple of days sitting in that exact same chair. Wrap it up. And she was right. Here they are, a couple days later, in the exact same chairs, same couple, new worries. Look, they aren't going to let me in there without filling out all this damn paperwork so you can sit down. I'm not sitting. This is crazy. Oh, please sit down. I'm not waiting. I've been sitting and fucking waiting in this damn room for days. Hey, please don't swear. Not yet. We haven't even started the day yet. I'm sorry. What would you like me to do, Aisha? Well, you could stop pacing. That's a start. I'm not just going to sit here, Aisha. You're making me nervous. Just sit down, oh, please. See, we wouldn't want to do that. And we wouldn't want to make Aisha nervous. That would just be terrible. Just terrible for you to feel some discomfort in your life. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Who's swearing now? Who gives a shit? Just what in the holy fucking fucks of all fucks is that even supposed to mean? You know exactly what it means, little Miss Princess. I am here anytime you want to talk rationally, just like I have been there anytime you've needed anything. Broke-ass Malcolm <sighs> coming to the rescue. You have not been here every time I needed anything. You've been here anytime you needed anything, but the second things get tough, poof, there you go to Timbuk fucking too. 
then when you start feeling sorry for yourself, here you are again. Like somebody asked you to be here. Well, they won't let me in the room without you giving me permission. That's because we're not together. End of story. Honestly, you don't need to worry about me, regardless of the result. That's not fair. I am here for you. I am here for, I don't know, us. You, you aren't here for me. You aren't here for us. You aren't even fucking here. What do you want from me, Aisha? I don't want shit from you, Malcolm. Wait, I, I want one thing. You could sit your nervous ass down. That would help. All right, I'll sit down, all right, Aisha? Thank God. When we were here the other day, it seems like forever ago, to be honest. But when we were here the other day, I, I was trying to... I was trying to... You know the crazy thing? I've been thinking, like, if this thing, this thing that's in my stomach rolling around or whatever is happening in there, if this thing is real, I wonder where she came from. I get where she came from, but I wonder where she came from. Like, where in the universe could she have possibly come from? Why us? Why now? And then I started to think, like, isn't the womb really just where souls come when they're waiting to arrive? Like uh, a waiting room for life. And I thought about our baby. Just waiting, waiting for her biological insurance plans to be contacted and authorized, and filling out forms with her tiny baby hands, <laughs> writing about the good and bad deeds she'll do. St. Peter's sister is a young Latina woman. You know, naturally, since he handles the gates to death, she handles birth. She speaks Spanish on the phone and takes her copay at the same time. Her name is Magda, and she's really sweet. And then, you know, I start to wonder, is there a place we go right before we leave this world? That's what I wonder, how could there not be? If there's a waiting room for life, how could there not possibly be one for death? Jesus, Aisha, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and we don't even know if you're pregnant or not. You've been watching way too much TV. <sighs> Shut up, Malcolm. Just because you're here doesn't mean anyone wants you here. You don't even want to be here, so why are you? I don't understand why you don't want me in the room. You don't just get to pop up in and out again when you want to. We can't always be on again, off again. That's not fair. I never asked for any of this. Well, we got it, so... Why can't you just be pleasant for two minutes? Have you ever tried just being pleasant for a couple minutes? Jesus. You want me to be pleasant? Would it kill you? Okay, fine. Let's be pleasant. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want things to get uncomfortable for Malcolm, no. Malcolm gets uncomfortable when things get hard. Malcolm vanishes into the night, only to return again when he starts feeling guilty. And what does he find? He finds a woman who is just fine without him, who never needed him, who never asked for shit from him. Man, if that's your version of pleasant... Oh, I'm just getting started. I want to get real awkward. Oh, you want to get Yeah, awkward. I want to get awkward. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. You already know what I'm going to say. Oh, I don't know shit about what I you're going to say. I think you got to kill it. Excuse me? Regardless of the results, I think you and I both know what needs to be done. I think you know we can't have a baby. It's easy, really. And so I don't know what kind of delusions you have, but you need to quit all this swirling around in your stomach shit. We are not having that thing. We are not having a baby. That's fucking absurd. 
And I'm sorry if I have to be the bad guy and say it, but we are 24 years old and we aren't even together. How the fuck could we have a fucking baby? Like, for real? So regardless of the situation, it's not a situation. We're flushing it. How's that for awkward? You are a complete piece of shit, aren't you? No, no, man, I already told you that it ain't gonna work. That's because you didn't have me. How that's gonna change anything? Because they ain't never met me. I am the scam master supreme. Besides, I ain't never been in this hospital system, and I got that veterans insurance. Man, I told you it's not gonna work. I already tried. Man, you forget. I am a recovering addict. And now, maybe I'm a touch derelict in my duty to stay drug-free. But that doesn't mean that the judge can make me or that the doctor should hate me or not rehabilitate me. Most of the time, I don't know what you talking about, Redbone, but it always sounds real. Mommy! Oh, Oh, okay, so so this is Redbone? What? This is Redbone? This is the dude you've been talking to? How does little nigga know my name? Honestly, I do not know. How you know my name, little nigga? First of all, I am not little nigga. Second of all, I know your name because this dude was talking to you on the phone the other day. You do remember meeting me, right? The pedantic motherfucker. If either of y'all say pedantic one more time, I'm going to whoop your ass. He been saying that shit all week and I have no idea what it means. And I got bigger things to do than bring a damn dictionary out. Hi, my name is Reggie Jones. Yes, I have an appointment. And yes, I will fill out the paperwork. Mm-hmm. See, we sort of owe this dude named Baby Cheeks a bunch of money. <sighs> And yada, yada, yada. Long story short, we trying to steal some pills out this hospital. Get a quick come up, you feel me? Does that work? Like three out of five times out of 10. (laughs) That is the same exact ratio that he said. Is that a good percentage? I mean, it ain't great. But it's it's better than most. Yeah. Besides, this time we not doing the pills. Yeah. We selling the pills. So it's gotta work. Fact. <laughs> Sounds like y'all got it all figured out this time. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <gasps> Just what the fuck is going on here? Do y'all know each other? Oh my gosh, I did not even see you sitting there. You must be the partner. Oh my goodness, you have incredible bone structure. How in God's name are you? It's just so wonderful to meet you. Let me just say that I am a big fan of your partner over here, even though he tried to fight me. Still a big fan. But you, you are just simply divine. Isn't she divine? She is divine. The bone structure. Great bone structure. Yeah. Okay, just what the fuck is going on here, Malcolm? I don't know. I don't know this one, but this is the crackhead that I almost fought the other day when After I was here. After all we've been through, you're going to call me a crackhead. <laughs> well, okay. Isn't that just how relationships go? At the start, it's great. There's love in the air. Mm-hmm. You're hitting up a cheesecake factory and sharing a big-ass bowl of pasta. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're calling each other crackheads in the, in the middle of a waiting room in the hospital. I see how it is. Malcolm, what the fuck is going on here? You told this crackhead about our uh, first date? No, please. I did not, not tell this no, crackhead shit crackhead. about oh, our first date. Okay, well, then how did this crackhead know about the cheesecake factory and, and the big-ass bowl of pasta? Uh, again, I don't know how the crackhead knows shit. Crackhead. This is the second crackhead. time he's done it to me. I don't know why this crackhead knows. Please, stop calling me a crackhead. Tense. 
Let the record show. Record that show. I do not smoke rocks. Smoke rocks. Although I have smoked rocks in the past. In the past. Let the record show. Record show. That I do not currently. Currently. Smoke rocks. Smoke rocks. That is a distinction that I would like to be made both to the public and the private. Public record. and private. I do little dope. Little dope. I smoke a little weed. A little weed. I do not smoke rocks. Smoke rocks. Now carry on with your big ass bowl of pasta and shitty egg roll sample. Mm -hmm. Yo, see, he's doing it again. How the fuck do you know about our first what date? What the fuck are you talking our about? Our first date was at the Cheesecake Factory. We shared a shitty egg roll sampler and a big ass bowl of pasta. Now that's not what it's called on the menu. That's just how we describe our first date. How we've always described our first date. How would you know that if he didn't tell you? <clears throat> Besides an egg roll sampler, and a big ass bowl of pasta from Cheesecake Factory being an extremely cheap, <laughs> generic, mm -hmm. and extremely boring ass first date. Well, I think I can clear up some of the confusion. See, old Octavius here is somewhat of a crackhead. You too, nigga! Nigga. <laughs> nigga. My apologies. Dopey. Yeah. <laughs> He's something of a doping oracle. So he just kind of, I don't know, knows shit that no one else knows. Now I can't explain it. I just accept it. You should too. You serious? Dead ass. Yeah, so what does that mean? Man. It just means that when I get really high, I see crazy shit. And I know what you're thinking. Everybody see crazy shit when they get high. Like, sometimes I see, like, like cats mm -hmm. with, like, jet fighter wings on them. And, and they're battling in a dog fight for aerial supremacy. <laughs> but that's just being high. Sometimes, though, it's people and their history. People mm -hmm. and their relationships. I used to think they weren't real. Like, I made these people up, but then I started seeing them. Sometimes, like my buddy Redbone over here, mm -hmm. sometimes it was tourists and white people up in Northwest. But sometimes, sometimes it was couples like y'all's too. And I don't know what it is, but I do know it's basically some borderline X-Men shit. And you know what the government these days is. And I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kinda high right now. <laughs> and I sort of forgot what I was talking about and now all I can think about is X-Men. <laughs> Yo, Gamby was dope. Dope had the cards. But you was talking about egg rolls and shit. Oh yeah, egg rolls and shit. So yeah, I done seen y'all in my visions from when y'all met in college in that born ass English lit class till now. Even a little bit beyond. This has to be some of the craziest shit that's ever happened to me. Me too. Shit, me too. <laughs> but yes, ma'am, I know all about y'all's situation. Came to me on some good dope that I had. Rev on that dope came from, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude with the baby cheeks. Who? You know the dude with the baby cheeks. Oh, you mean baby cheeks? Yeah, <laughs> baby cheeks. Ooh, he got some good ass dope, boy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think he wants to kill us, so. Oh, snap. But he does be having some good ass dope. That dope be good. That dope be good. Man, that's good ass dope. That dope be good. And what? <laughs> what did you see? What the fuck are you talking about? Sometimes you just talk and I have no idea what you're saying. Honestly, it's pedantic as fuck. No, 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 no. You were saying that you were off some good dope from ba baby cheeks. From baby, baby cheeks, cheeks or yes. whatever, and you saw me and my girl? Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. And? Oh, you, you want to know what I know? You want to call my bluff, young blood? Okay, okay, it's cool. I got you this time. I wrote it down. Calling bluff. Take this one right here. This is yours. No, I'm not saying that. You got the other one, man. No, you better take this I'm one. I'm telling you, man. Give me that one. Give me that. I saw a couple. In struggle, in strife. Wondering about how to bring into this world a new life. A new life. I saw the emotional approach to nurture and cotta. Mm -hmm. I saw pragmatic reproach. Pragmatic. Thinking of funds and fodder. I saw a clash of minds too stubborn to subdue, assuming mm -hmm. they were right without seeing the other view. The I other saw view. the sign. I saw the sign. <laughs> And it opened up my eyes. Up my eyes. I saw the signs. Life is demanding without understanding. Understanding. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. No one's gonna drag you up to get into the light where you belong. Where you belong, you where you belong, belong. where you belong, you where you belong. Where you belong. Oh. But where do you belong? <sighs> what the fuck just happened? Hey, hey, what the fuck just happened? You don't know Ace of Base? <laughs> Old Swedish pop group? Super tight. And also, they are part of the resolution to the conflict and the end of strife. But that only comes Regina Jones. Ooh. Regina. That's me. Ooh. Oh shit. <laughs> Let's get it. Ooh. Let's get this money. Yeah. Wish me luck. Wish me luck. Ooh, I hope this works. I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette while Red Bone do his thing. But before I go, besides being an oracle, I also have various oils, tinctures, and perfumes for sale as well, if you are interested. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. We got to talk about a few things yeah, first. Yeah, how do we end the strife? Ooh, funny you should ask. You end the strife by buying two of these vows. You take one in the morning, one at night, and if you feel any numbness or tingling sensation around your heart, you're going to want to take this one right away. And I throw that one in for free. Are you fucking serious? Yes, sir. It'll clear that strife right on up. Good for respiration and clarity of mind. Safe for pregnant women. Safe for the whole family, and I give them to you for cheap. Two for ten, three for three. Man, you better get this out of my hand, no, I'll beat no, your ass. No, 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 no. You keep them. I'ma go smoke a cigarette. Yo, Squale, Squale, hey, we gotta go. We gotta go. I'll be back. I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> if these walls could talk, 
they would say some crazy shit. Side note, they got arrested. Funny thing is, <laughs> funny thing is, I wasn't even the one who called the cops on them. Must have been Larry. Fucking Larry. Larry is a snitch. Damn. I cannot believe they arrested both of them. Yeah, they really aren't good at this. Mm, they are your friends, no wonder. No, I met that crackhead what Dope fiend. <laughs> no, fuck it, that man is a crackhead. I don't care what he says, I met that crackhead one time before this, I do not know him. Yeah, was he really some kind of psychic, though? Nah, he's just a hustler. He just couldn't stay out of jail long enough to ask us for money. I don't know, he, he knew about a lot of stuff. He knew about our first date. Asia. Every black person has their first date at Cheesecake Factory. It is literally the bombest place in town. Malcolm, every black person does not have their first date at the Cheesecake Factory. I will That's ask ridiculous. this brother right here. Oh, my gosh. Hey, pardon me. Hey, excuse me, brother. What's up, my dude? Yo, uh, I'm not trying to get all in your business. I'm just trying to settle a little bet with my girl here. Hey, this your girl? Yeah. Dope. How long y'all been dating? Like a year. What? Two years. Two and a half years. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to start any drama. We were just wondering. Where'd y'all go on your first date? My first date? Oh, shit. Um, let me think. Oh, no, he didn't. If you ever want to see this pussy again, uh, you better get this shit right. Oh, baby, come on. Mm -hmm. ba baby, baby, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know I remember. It was that, uh, that... That soul food place over on Southeast. Mm -hmm. Ah, ha! Hold See? up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Sorry, brother. It's just one more question. Hey, where was your second date? Oh, damn, brother. You gonna hit me with a second date, too? Uh -huh. <laughs> I'd get me hit or dumped or uh, both. Hmm. Um, oh, you mad lucky, dude, because I remember this one. Baby, where we go eat? You remember? Mm -hmm. Cheesecake Factory! Factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You for real? Hell yeah, it's like literally the bombest place in town. Boom. It was their second date. Still. Um, yo, dude, I, do I have to talk to someone first or do they just know I'm here? Oh. And now, brother, you got to go talk to that receptionist. You got to fill out a bunch of paperwork and then you got to wait mad long. We've been waiting here like an hour. Oh, nah, nah. I don't got time for all that paperwork shit. Let me talk to this woman real quick. He's been here two minutes. He's complaining. I feel like I've been in this room my whole fucking life. You see me complaining? Oh, shut up, Malcolm. Hey, um, excuse me, how are you today? Uh, my girl needs to see the doctor. Oh, you can go right on in. Oh, thank you. Mm, that's my man. Mm, come on, baby. What the fuck was that? <laughs> He's been here like a minute. We've been waiting here like a fucking hour. What the fuck was that? You still need to fill out paperwork. He didn't fill out paperwork. I've been with this dude the whole fucking time. He didn't fill out shit. He filled it out online. <laughs> That's an option? It is for him. Oh my god. How has no one burned this place down yet? What do you care? Why are you even here? Why am I here? We've been through this. Yeah, but there isn't a real reason for you to be here. I can take care of this on my own. I told you I'm here because I support you. And I told you you can't support me and not support this baby. And I told you I support you and I don't support this baby. I'm not starting this with you. You always do this. You always draw a line in the sand and never cross this. You do it about restaurants. You do it about jobs. You do this about every fucking thing in your life. I don't understand how that has anything to do with what we're talking about here. You decided that you didn't want a child and you didn't for a second think about it as a real decision. You just did what you always do when you don't want to do something. You just said, nah, I'm not really up for that shit. 
This is a child, Malcolm. It requires a bit of thought. I'm confused why you think I haven't thought about this. You think I just said nah? This is a non-possibility in my life. I literally have no support structure. And my mom is broke. She lives in a fucking box. I live in a shitty, dirty-ass house with three other dudes. You live in a shitty apartment your parents pay for. We would have to change our entire lives for this baby, and we would still be shitty, unprepared parents. Why would we willingly do that? Hey, do I love you? I don't know, maybe. Hey, but do I want to raise a child with you? Now? No. Hey, so I'm not just going to let you sit here and say we're going to raise a child because it's not a good idea, and I wish you would see that. I knew you were going to suck on our first date. I knew you were going to suck. You're a picky eater. You, you still, as a fucking adult, won't eat a raw tomato. You still eat chicken nuggets and french fries for two meals a day. You're a grown-ass man, and you refuse to eat raspberry yogurt because you don't like the little seeds. It's, it's fucking absurd. Like, what kind of person do you want to be, Malcolm? You want to be the dude that forced his girlfriend to have an abortion? Do you want to be that guy? Because, look, if you are that guy, then regardless of what I decide, because again, in the end, it's my fucking decision then regardless of what I decide, you are ending things with us. This is the end of whatever it was between us, Malcolm. I'm not saying that. Are you sure you are? Of course not, because you're making the rational decisions, and I'll be the crazy one. Always have been, always will be. Again, I'm not saying that. You are. Did you ever think about what it would be like to have this child? What do you mean? Of course I did. No, I think you thought about the consequences of having this baby. What we're going to have to give up to have this baby, how this baby will inconvenience you, but I don't think you thought about any of the good things about having this baby with me. Is there even a little part of your heart or your head that wants this baby with me? Aisha Briggs? No. My parents think I should get rid of her, too. You know, a little part of me thought you might change your mind, but who was I kidding? I can't do this by myself. I, I guess you can go home. I don't think this takes very long. I'll just take the metro back or something. I can, I can come in with you if, if, if that's a thing. That's fine. I'll be fine. See you around, Malcolm. Aisha, it doesn't got to See you around, Malcolm. Where does it hurt? That's the question we always ask when you get here. Where does it hurt? But sometimes, sometimes it's hard to pick out where it hurts. Sometimes it just hurts. That's the end of act one, y'all. I think we could all use a drink.
chairs so those are sort of nice in a plasticky way the table's new too but it looks the same not sure why that decision was made oh they started letting me pick the magazines a few years back so at least they're up to date uh and what else what else uh oh they let me keep a bowl of condoms on the desk which i got some flack for from upstairs but they gave in i mean we might be catholic but we're a fucking hospital um <laughs> Uh, and what's there to say? I'm still here. I uh, sort of thought I might have gotten a promotion by now, maybe moved up to supervisor, but nah, they, they gave it to Larry. 
So I'm still here. <clears throat> I, I'm not mad. I, I'm not mad. I'm doing good, baby. I got married. He is so fine. I got to show you a picture. Let me tell you, he literally has the biggest. Listen to me. Talking about me. You're probably wondering about them. That makes sense. Uh, well, he's here. Yep, Malcolm's back in the same spot with that same stupid-ass look on his face. Sure, the years might have been good to him, and he might be a little bit finer than he was before, but he still looks like that man baby that sat in the chair seven years ago. Uh, he's joined uh, in the waiting room by what appears to be another man baby, a man baby playdate. Lucky me. So what you in for? Hey, I'm really not in the conversation mood today, sorry. Come on, man, what you in for? I said I'm not engaging in a waiting room conversation with you. Waiting room conversation? Yes. Waiting room conversation? I refuse to engage. <laughs> I I'm confused. You see, young blood, a waiting room conversation is, it's kind of like a relationship. You either got to dive in with all your heart or you can't do it at all. And even if you give y'all to a waiting room conversation, there's no guarantee our love will last. There's a good chance that in about three to seven minutes, they're going to call your name and you're going to leave my life. No matter how much I protest, no matter how deep our love is, you're going to leave me. And I've been hurt before, my friend. Lord knows I've been hurt before. I gave my all to a man, conversationally, in this waiting room seven years ago. And it broke my heart. He walked out on me before giving me what I really needed. And well, I think I got, he got arrested, but the same difference applies. You can't promise me that you're not going to walk out on me, can you, buddy? No, I can't, my brother. But I can give you my all while I'm here. We can live in the moment and just let things fall where they may. We can be spontaneous, can't we? Can't we just live for the now? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? I'm Malcolm. Man, I'm Kevin. I like you, dude. You're kind of weird, but I like you. You in college? Nah, I graduated years ago. Ah, shit, really? Well, damn black don't crack. I was gonna say you should come out to one of these parties we're throwing. Oh, what kind of party? Frat party, you know. Just like hundreds of people vigorously rubbing up on each other to a soundtrack for an hour. Gonna be fun. That sounds really strange. Mm-hmm. And kinda awesome. Hey, but thanks anyway. I, I don't really do that type of shit anymore. Yeah. Actually, hey, take my number. I got a wife now, but... Who knows, maybe she'd be down for that kind of thing? Oh, no, 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 no. Leave the ball and chain at home, dude. There's gonna be bitches galore. I'm here because I might have picked something up at the last party we had. <laughs> felt a little something, something the last time I took a little pee pee. And the last time I felt that particular sensation down there, I had to pop in for a quick round of antibiotics. But I'll tell you this, I was back out banging within 72 hours. Couple pills, totally clap free and ready to mingle. Besides, I'm also trying to get this Adderall prescription renewed here at the hospital instead of the school. The health center at the college won't give you more than 25 pills a month without a doctor's recommendation. Ain't that some straight up bullshit? 
Sounds like you're living the dream, man. Yeah, trying harder and harder every day. Yo, on second thought, can you erase my number from your phone? <laughs> I got a little too much on my plate as it is, and I really don't do that type of shit anymore. Oh, no, fuck that, man. You cool. I'm gonna call you. I mean, I guess... <laughs> uh, hey, I guess I can't stop you, but I really don't want you to. No, but you can expect a call. Really don't. Uh, did you tell me what you're in here for? Oh, my God. I am having so much fucking deja vu. Yeah, bad experience with waiting rooms? You could say that. Yeah. I was in here for a fungus on my perineum about a year ago. Why are you so free with your sexual history? Because we're boys, dude. No, we are not. I don't fight it, bro. Just embrace it. I have known you for like five minutes, man. It doesn't take the whole day to recognize the sunshine, my brother. God, I forgot how fucking weird this place makes people. Ooh, I am for sure going to invite you to this party. It's going to be crazy. We got put on probation this semester because we hazed the rushes last year and we accidentally killed a dude. Which for me is like no big deal because I almost died during my rush process. I think we all almost died during our rush process. We had to stand outside in our underwear in February until we finished a 30-pack, and I'm not much of a chugger, so I was out there for like, I don't know, three hours. Doctor said I could have lost my finger to frostbite. Or better yet, my dick. Ooh, wouldn't that have been an epic fucking story, right? Like... Sorry, honey, I lost my dick in an epic drinking accident, and whoa, 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 um, where the fuck did you come from? Um, man, I didn't know you had kids. Uh, sorry, dude, that's a huge bummer. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not his, his kid, my mom is just outside. She makes me wait in here while she makes a quick phone call, which is cold for smoking a cigarette. Not sure what it is. They stick needles in me like I'm some kind of pincushion. And here you are, the smart cookie. How do you know that, mister? My mom calls me that. She also calls me smartass. And the deja vu continues. Kevin McCord? Oh, well, that's me. Gotta go get cleaned out and get ready for business. Wish me luck. Good luck. Thank you. And you? You can expect a call. Please don't. That man was weird, right, Misty? Stay away from guys like that, you hear me, sister? Way ahead of you, brother. Mister? Yeah? What's deja vu? <sighs> uh, well, deja vu is when a place feels like you've been there before. Like something's happened to you before. Like I met someone just like you the last time I was here. Really? That was probably me. I've been coming in here Mister, it feels like most of my life. Oh, well, this was, this was seven years ago. Well, that's older than me. What was this place like back then? Oh, well, oh, there were no coloring books on the table. I'll tell you that. There are a bunch of coloring books here, and there are even a couple random colored pencils. I think there's one you might like here. It's full of princesses. Tell me, you wouldn't happen to be a princess, would you? Oh, I sure want to be... But statistically speaking, I'm pretty economically average. <laughs> well, you, you still got time. What are you, six? Mm -hmm, yes, sir. Well, you have your whole life ahead of you. You can be anything that you want to be, anything that you can dream of. Hey, what's your name? Ophelia Briggs, and I live at 426 Lapping Court Lane. Mister? You don't look so good, mister. Look like you saw a ghost. Are you gonna cry, mister? It's okay to cry. I cry sometimes. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. 
I'm okay. I think I'm just surprised. Um, sorry, could you tell me what your mom's name is? Mm-hmm. Aisha Briggs. Just kidding. I think I might cry. Ugh, they make you file paperwork for everything. This place never changes. Oh, you've got to be fucking <gasps> freaking kidding me. Ophelia, come here right now. What did I tell you? I know I'm not supposed to talk to rapists, but he doesn't look like a stranger, does he? Just please go over there and play. I'll call you when you're ready. Do you guys know each other? We used to, Ophelia, but we haven't seen each other for a very long time. Okay, things just got kind of cold in here, so I'm going to take a hint and go play. Aisha, I... I did... You don't have to say anything. Is she? No. But she... Doesn't matter. What do you mean, it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. You are not her father. You told me you weren't going to keep it. Did you keep it? It. Well, for your information, it is a her. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. What would the point have been? You made it very clear you wanted nothing to do with her or me, so why would I tell you anything? You don't think I would like to know that I have a child in the world? Again, you do not have a child in this world. That doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna pass out. This is fucking insane. You didn't want this child. You're not on her birth certificate, so you are not her father. What else is there to say? Oh my god, I gotta sit down. Thank god. Fucking God, does she know? Please don't swear. Does she know that you're her father? Of course not. I told her it was just the two of us against the world. So what do we do now? What do you mean? I mean, I just found out I have a child in the world. There's no real going back from there, is there? Doesn't change a thing. I'm still me, and you're still you. Can I at least meet her? You already did without my permission. I didn't meet her. We talked to a weird college kid. I want to meet... I want to meet my daughter. Why would I let you meet her? What good would that do? It would probably make me feel a lot better. It would probably stop (laughs) me from throwing up. Oh, would it make you feel better? Would it, Malcolm? How fitting. You need to feel better about your shitty decisions. Malcolm wants to be absolved for being a complete and total scumbag. Well, this time Malcolm didn't know. If this time Malcolm was kept in the dark, this time Malcolm might have done things a little bit differently had he known you decided to keep his child. Stop calling her your child. Nope. No, 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 no. We're not doing this, Aisha. We're not doing this, Aisha. I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not. Wait, what are you even doing here? It's 2 p.m. Do you have a job, Malcolm? Yeah. Aisha, I kind of, I kind of straightened my shit up. I'm kind of doing decent now, or at least I'm doing something. I'm kind of sober. Well, I'm not like sober, sober, but I smoke less weed. And yeah, I, I have a job. I have a decent job, and and I'm married. And my wife is actually in there right now. You do know women can go to the doctors by themselves, right? You really, you really don't always have to come here and wait. Are you trying to get your wife to have an abortion? Oh, no. God, no. Um, God, this is crazy. And kind of the opposite. 
and we've been trying to we've been trying to start a family. You. You you are trying to start a family? Yeah. I, excuse me? Yes. What a fucking joke. It's not a fucking joke. I never told you I didn't want kids. Oh, you wanted kids. Guess you just didn't want kids with me. I didn't want to have kids in a shitty situation. I didn't want to bring up a kid without shit. I wanted to start a family from planning. I wanted to start a family from choice. Well, life doesn't always work out like that, Malcolm. We don't always get to choose the way things work out in life. We don't get to choose when our blessings come. They come when God's ready to give them. You religious now? Me and Ophelia go to church every now and again, okay? The church has helped us a lot when we needed it. And we don't need them as much anymore, but we still go from time to time, okay? And yeah, sure, we needed a little help here and there, but we're doing just fine. Ophelia is smart and happy and healthy. And I'm smart and happy and healthy. And we're doing just fine. So fucking what if it wasn't the best time to have her? I'm thankful every day that she's in this world. I don't regret a single decision I made. Yeah, that makes me really happy, Aisha. And besides the religion stuff, you know I'm not into that oh, shit. Oh, God, help me be strong. You know what? That's great, Malcolm. Aisha, wait. I... I am really happy to see you doing well. Honestly, I regret a lot of things. I guess it was what I needed to do, and I know I can't change things, but... What I do. Well, you are forgiven. Who cares? Aisha. What, Malcolm? You're absolved. It's all good. Is that what you need? Is that what you need to hear? What else could you possibly want? What more could you possibly think you deserve? You still haven't answered my question. What question? Can I meet her? Oh, God. Help me be strong. Ophelia Briggs. Ophelia, come on, honey. Can I meet her? Look, we have another appointment in a week. If you happen to be in the waiting room, I won't stop you. Somebody told me once that we were simply an accumulation of our days. That we are the sum of every moment we're on this earth. And at first, I didn't believe it. it sounded like someone had a little too much time on their hands. But now I'm starting to think they were right. We carry every moment with us, the weight of millions of moments. And that shit's heavy. That shit's really heavy. I will. I will ask her, honey, I don't know how, but I will. You know, she's late, she said her appointment was at three, and it's three, holy no, shit. Oh, no, no, not you. I, I gotta go, honey, I just way. saw an old friend, no. I'll call you soon. I. Motherfucking way. I told my ass I was going to see you. I was on some good dope, and I saw a familiar face. Man, I knew I was going to see your ass. You old fucking dope fiend. How the fuck are you? It's been too long, right? I almost started to miss your crazy ass. Where's Redbone? Who? What? Never mind. Well... Let me address your concerns one by one, as all of them are very important to me, I assure you. First of all, I am no longer a dope fiend. Oh, you're clean now? That's great. I am most certainly not clean. I am now pretty much strictly doing a drug called methamphetamine, my brother. Now, white people, 
have been doing this shit for years, and it is phenomenal. The high is amazing. The taste is amazing. It tastes like they brew that shit with, with lemon and cardamom or some shit. It's, it's really tasty. So, so again, I am no longer a dope fiend. I am a meth head. I feel the distinction is clear, and it is very important to me. Man, I see you ain't changed a bit. Hey, you ever think about going to rehab? I thought about it. I weighed the pros and I weighed the cons. I weighed the pros of doing drugs and I weighed the cons of not doing drugs. <laughs> so I got my shit together. I quit my job and I became a full-time drug addict. How long ago was that? Man, that was way before I met your ass. Going on 20 years or 7,300 days or some shit, if you count days, which I am not. I am doing drugs till they make that shit legal. <laughs> then what are you gonna do? What? What are you gonna do when they make drugs legal? Fuck you mean? Keep doing drugs! <laughs> well, man, it really is good to see you. I hope you're doing well, man. It really has been too long. Well, to address your subsequent concerns, as again, they are all very important to me. I personally am doing fine. Just maintaining and trying to stay lifted, trying to stay gifted. To speak to your next concern, it has been a long time since I've seen you. It's been like seven years or 2,555 days, if you count days, which again, I am not. That brings me to your last concern. I did not. I repeat, I did not miss you. You walked a different path than the one I thought you would, young blood. Honestly, I had you pegged as a good man, but you turned your back on what was right, and I didn't expect that, so nah, I didn't miss you. But I guess in a way I was waiting to see your ass. I was waiting to see what you was gonna do about all this mess you made. The mess I made? This is not my... I mean, I certainly wasn't consulted in any of the decisions. I ain't talking about her. She doing great. And the child is absolutely a delight. Smart as a whip. No, I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about you. You made a mess for yourself. Well, first of all, I made the only choice that I could. I couldn't have raised a child seven years ago. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for any of this. And if I was supposed to take a different path, why didn't you tell me to take a different path? I did tell you to take a different path. Nigga, you got arrested before you told me shit. Oh, shit. See, you might be right about that. <laughs> I might have got arrested for I could give you all the answers if I'm remembering back that long, which again, I am not. Regardless, I'm not supposed to give you all the answers. I'm just supposed to tell you the news. Can't nobody make decisions for you. You make decisions for yourself, young blood. You walk a different path. You blaze your own trail. But if you get lost, you can always get back on track. Now I'm gonna scam some amphetamines out of this hospital. Cause you can take the drugs out of the hood, but you can't take the drug addicts out of... Well, I done fucked that analogy right on up. Uh, uh, <clears throat> How are you, madame? I assume that you remember me. I have been here three out of five of the last 10 months. 
Can a brother with no insurance see a doctor? Should I call the cops now or later? Well, that depends on the prognosis and the diagnosis, doesn't it, baby? I'll see you later, young blood. Yo, I will see you soon. Hopefully, you old crazy old crackhead, dope fiend, math head. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm trying. I know we're late, believe me. No one knows more than I do, but does dragging me all around town by my arm have to be the way we make up time? Ophelia, please, not now. I'm so sorry we're late. We had a three o'clock appointment for Ophelia Briggs. I I'm sorry, I couldn't get out of work until three. Can we still get in? Our, our sitter was... Take a seat, honey, and I'll call you in just a moment. Oh, no paperwork? No paperwork. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> just trying to let some of the weight go. Oh, Aisha, I don't know why you're sitting all the way across the room like we don't know each other. I see you there, Malcolm. I, however, am running very late, so we're going to have to take a rain check on your little game because I don't have a lot of time for it today. Man, you guys really know how to make a room cold. Can I go play? This is way too awkward for me. Yes, baby, go play, but be ready when the doctor calls us, okay? Yes, Mom. So, Aisha, Again, gonna... Malcolm, I don't have time. Well, are we going to talk? I really would love to talk for a second. What would you like to talk about? Hmm? I need to get this girl in and out of here by four. The sitter is trying to cancel on me so I can't go back to work. I don't have time to talk to you, Malcolm. I don't need to talk to you. Hey, hey maybe I can help. What? I can babysit her. What? <laughs> what in the world would make you... Oh, no, this is just something else, isn't it? I'm serious. Why would I let you babysit her? Seriously? Yeah, really. Because I am her father, Aisha. You are not this child's okay, father. Okay, 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 let's just not even go there. You should let me babysit because... Because I used to be a friend of yours. Because I don't live far away. Vanessa, my wife, will be there too. She is way more responsible than me. She will have a good time. We have a dog. <laughs> mm -mm. Now, what's your angle here? What do you want? I don't want anything. No, no, no. Why are you trying to be all nice and helpful? You gotta want something. Just come out with it. Aisha, I just found out I have a child a week ago. I'm trying to be open to the... Like, I think I'm doing a pretty good job considering the... Like, cut me a little fucking Please slack don't here. swear around our... Around my daughter. And do you want to babysit? <laughs> Oh, I get it now. What, darling? I get what's going on here. Baby, baby, please, not now. He's my dad, isn't he? Yeah, you guys act really weird around each other. Once I started reading at a second grade level, you kind of stopped being able to hide anything from me. Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs> Santa. Hello, allowance? This little girl's amazing. Ophelia, please go play now. Do I gotta? Yes, Ophelia. Can we play the game where you ask mommy, she says no, so you turn and ask daddy the same question? I mean, given the circumstances, I think it's... Ophelia, do not make me ask you again. Can I listen to music? Of course, honey. Here's my phone. Okay, fine. But in my opinion, matters in this place, I think he'd be a good daddy. Aisha. What do you want? Just come out with it. Cut the bullshit for once in your life. Just shoot me straight. Okay. Okay. Um, I 
told you that me and Vanessa were trying to start a family? It, well, it turns out that she can't, or that we can't. So as we were discussing options, I don't know, it just like, it just hit me. Here I am trying to have a child, seeing all these doctors when the universe is clearly telling me that I already have a child. And most people don't get more than one chance to do what they're supposed to do. I got two. And so I talked it through with Vanessa, and she is 100% on board. I'm can, bored for what? I know I didn't do much right over the years. I didn't do much right for most of my life, it seems. But I'm trying, Aisha. I really am. I saw the signs. It opened up my eyes. I saw the signs. Holy shit. Without understanding. I saw the signs. Say that. I saw the sign. I already fell in love with this little girl, and I've been around her all of five minutes. Hey, look at her. She's literally perfect. Where she came from, I mean, I know where she came from, but where she came from, who knows? I mean, she was literally heralded into the world by a crackhead. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't want anything specific. I just want to help you out in whatever way you need me, and I know you don't need me. I know it's just you and her against the world, and I don't want to change that. I just want to be there along the way. And I promise I will be there. No more on again, off again. I am here as much as you want me to be, as, as much as you'll allow. Even if that starts with just paying child support, which, man, is that bill going to be steep. Ophelia Briggs? Ophelia, come on, honey. Uh, uh, we got to go in. Here comes the pincushion. Aisha, what now? Ophelia Briggs, right this way. Hey, Ms. Revy, a little exit music, please.
First of all, uh, thank you all so much for coming. We're not, uh, we're gonna sit down, have a, have a, have a conversation. Um, that's literally the first time that's happened and that's a surprise. So, don't, don't everyone. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Are you ready? Ready to have the talk? He's born ready. Let's have a talk. Have uh, talk. When two people love each other very, very much, <laughs> um, they engage in a social contract. You uh, end up in a waiting room. You end up in a waiting room. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so... Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. In the that room was waiting. Amazing. That was that was fucking awesome. That was thank that was you. everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This I mean like this is a cast and a show that feeds one hundred and ninety percent on energy. And so it's a terrible show if you're not here. So I appreciate you. <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll get started with our like uh, our interview here. Um, first, what what inspired you to write this play? Because it 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 goes so many so many different ways, um, so many incredibly surprising ways, especially. So what 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 made you want to write this? Okay, so uh, some people are about to learn some things that they didn't necessarily know. Um, <laughs> this comes from a real life situation of a couple friends of mine from uh, back home where I'm from, which is Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, uh, two of my friends, two of my very good friends, were in a sort of on again, off again relationship for a very, very long time, didn't live in the same place, were kind of bouncing off, bouncing back into each other. Um, and then they called it quits after like it had to be five years or something. And that was the moment when they figured out that they were pregnant. And so when I kind of descended upon Madison, Wisconsin, uh, she was four months pregnant and there was a large scale disagreement that extended out way past just those two human beings. Everyone had drawn their lines in the sand. Uh, and the most interesting part, uh, aside from that, you know, a beautiful baby girl exists in this world because of it, uh, is how many people were on the side of the fence that I didn't think they would be. Mm. Um, and so this, this question of, of perpetual adolescence, like the, the idea that we are still too young to be having children. I'm 29 years old. When we arrived, everyone was talking about how young they were and this kind of the other thing. And, you know, one generation ago, you might have had two kids, three kids. So it's this interesting idea about what is too young, what is too old, when is the right time to bring a life into this world? Do you want to bring a child into this world? Um, and so that's kind of the, the impetus to begin writing. At the same time, my foot was broken. Uh, I broke oh. it during the last <laughs> show that I was doing. Uh, and so I was spending a tremendous amount of time in hospital waiting rooms. Uh, and these beautiful, beautiful equalizing places uh, where everyone comes in, you know everyone's hurt, you know everyone's in there for a reason, you can't always see it, 
It's this idea about where does it hurt, but it's this environment that brings everyone to ground zero. And like the kind of camaraderie that you get inside of these rooms is is a really beautiful thing. And it's kind of a space for everyone from all walks of life to come. And so the idea was, and the, the, the power and the uh, opportunity that you have as a playwright is you do get to present situations and do get to present questions without necessarily portending or pretending to know the answer. So that's where this play came from in a nutshell. And these people don't know I wrote about it. Ooh. So um, <laughs> that's what, I, well, that's well, what I was saying. They will, they will find out. That's what I was saying as I'm about to let some people know that they just got wrote about. Surprise. Um, you heard it here. Hey, guys. exclusive. How are you? Love you. But, but as, a, as a setting and as a structure, it just really was such a beautiful way to tell so many stories while still telling this one story. Your characters were so varied and so vivid and so beautifully brought to life by this cast. It was really Thank just amazing. You. Can you speak a little bit about your process in developing characters? Um, yeah. So I think that while <laughs> I was sitting on a couch with my foot broken, a lot of a lot of people come into your head and not... And not to say that I probably wrote almost 30 scenes of random people, and a lot of people didn't make the cut. Like, a lot of people just aren't... A lot of people that you write are just like, man, that's a basic person. Like, you don't really want to do that. Um, But the very first thing that I wrote was this monologue where Octavius is speaking to someone and no one and him and Malcolm and, and God and this dude Redbone on the phone. And so, like... It's this very weird thing where the first thing that was written out of this play had nothing to do with Malcolm and Aisha. It simply had to do with this man talking to everyone and no one at the same time. Um, The crackhead, dope fiend, meth meth head. And um, we affectionately, I think in the actual script, he was called the crackhead oracle for a tremendous amount of time. And uh, (laughs) myself and my director have always fantasized about like updating Greek theater. We like always like we went to theater school together. We always like love to snob about it. Tyler, what's up? Uh, <laughs> and so it, it, we always like this idea about bringing these largely archetypical human beings like like uh, there's a human being named Tiresias in Greek theater who comes and tells Oedipus things about his life that he doesn't know before that. And so it was just this sort of idea about and as cliche as it's about to sound, what if God was one of us? Do <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But like, who on this earth is going to be put on the wavelength to do <laughs> this sort of uh, almost angelic work than this human being who is like the most downtrodden, like the, the Denzian of all Denzians. This dude is like literally like, the person you would cast off first and him being the most attuned to like the wavelength of this show and the energy that Malcolm and Aisha are on. It was, was so important to me. So I really didn't answer your question, but, (laughs) um, you know, uh, you started to, I will give you the politician thumbs and -hmm. just say, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. That's all I got. (laughs) That's all I got. I don't want to say. Truly. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> really... I like don't even know where to go from there. 
Well, wow. <laughs> um, no, we um, we really do feel like this play is. Let me launch back into my spiel. We really do feel like this play is a really, really uh, universal, interesting way to tell a story. Um, and having it be a part of a project like this is super, super important because we do feel like it is uh, a play that everyone can relate to on many, many different levels. Mm -hmm. And so, including people who don't necessarily arrive to the theater uh, wearing a suit, paying $400 for God knows what. No, we don't Um, So yeah, I just think it's really important, and this is the type of piece that I do truly want to put in as many hands as possible because I do feel like... uh, it's important. Yeah. I mean, we agree. That's why we're. That's why it's here. Here. I yeah. mean, I, I, I read this play. I was on vacation. I was thoroughly enjoying. I was like, there's a magical crackhead. I'm sold. I'm there. Um, but I also really loved reading a play because I haven't read a play in a while that touched upon um, abortion and a woman's right to choose because it tends to be so. Um, usually much more politicized and dramatic and makes it feel like a very, very uncomfortable topic in conversation. So um, as a male playwright, how did it feel writing about abortion? And how um, did you put yourself into the shoes of Aisha in, in terms of her making and being resolved in this decision she was going to make and having her partner not be supportive and outwardly say, no, I don't want to have a kid with you? So I think I approached it with a lot of fear and that sort of idea about trying to write a play about something so stigmatized and so politicized is sort of daunting. But I think that because it was a real uh, story, it was a little easier to um, absolve myself of that. And also, let's just let's just be clear. Um, I am a feminist. I think uh, uh, women's reproductive rights are human rights, like 190 bajillion percent. So it didn't, after I began writing it, didn't necessarily feel like this, didn't feel like I was writing me or her. It Mm. sort of just felt like you were writing this, and I was just kind of lucky enough to to be able to put myself in it, which is kind of narcissistic. But hey, this is what we do. I don't know. So yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it's it was a scary thing to do, but these are the things we got to talk about. No, for sure. These are the things we have to talk about, and if we don't talk about them, they stay as these weird stigmatized things and these things that we're not allowed to talk about that we should whisper. And that like this is this is the point of doing this for so many people is just like to not whisper, to scream, you know. Beautiful. And I guess on that note, I'm going to ask you, this man, not you, this man I'm about to mention, Um, (laughs) you have 60 seconds. I don't want to say his fucking name. D. Trump is in front of you. 60 seconds, let's pretend he listens to the theater and is a cultured person. What would you say to him? 
I would tell him, first of all, he's not surprising. He's not special. He's not, like, uh, lit at all. Um, he is... Uh, he's No, I just, like, I honestly just feel like this is just a recycling of white mediocrity at its best. And mm. the fact that, like, it follows up, like, the embodiment of black excellence is not a coincidence. And so I would just tell you, you're weak. You're not tight. You're not original. You're not surprising. I've known you've been there forever. And I'm not just talking about Donald. I'm talking about every single one of these people who are kind of snaking in the grass and pretending and being like weirdly almost racist and passive and all this stuff. And so that's what I would say to him. You're not special. You're not raw. You're not lit. You're basic. (laughs) Uh, if I had a dollar, I wouldn't give it to you. If I could pee on you when you were on fire, I would pee on something else. <laughs> and for those of you listening, I just saluted. <laughs> Bam. Find me Jerry Kushner. I'll be here. Crown hat. <laughs> Sorry. I would that love to be. Jared Kushner, oh, just God. to punch him. Oh, yeah. Just to punch him. Mm-hmm. And can I say that? You Is just that did. Well, I, yeah. You, you can say that. I punch him. Is that cool? We can say that. Okay, cool. You can catch I'll one. Stand by it. Catch these hands. <laughs> I'm sure you In can throw hands. I bet you can throw hands, too. Yeah, you know, throw hands. Um, and oh yes our our final regular question yeah uh uh that we ask our playwrights is uh what did you have for breakfast this morning oh um so uh my sisters are in the audience today and Mm. so if i lie they're not gonna they're gonna call me out i don't eat breakfast what if i said if i I said anything otherwise i guarantee she would have said something um, so let's just start. Um, I don't necessarily wake up very early. Uh-huh. Let's begin with that. Maybe this is more about me, uh, me sociologically and not me uh, nutritionally. What, what about your first meal of the day? What was, the first what was that? first meal of today. Um, oh, see? Okay, see? I, right before I came here, I had a croissant. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, you know, Harry, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I just stopped by, you know, I stopped by, got a cup of coffee, got a croissant. So that was at one, though. So I guess that's, if that's breakfast. That's not breakfast. It's not breakfast. It's, yeah. it's breakfast. I was just using to call me it's out. It's a pastry. That's a pastry. It's yeah, a pastry. <laughs> um, and I guess with that, we'd like to thank some people. First, we'd like to thank our wonderful playwright, Thaddeus. You can't. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She's good. Amazing fucking play. Let's follow that up with follow that up with his director, Tyler Gardella. Follow that up with his amazing cast. They're oh, amazing yeah. cast. Oh. They're so good. They're so good. Yes. Yeah. 
And we'd like to thank our sound engineer tonight, Luke DeCola of Business Lunch Productions. Um, we'd like to thank Cloud City for having us here every month. They're amazing. Um, I just want to say uh, thank you so much to Revy Rosa for playing this music yeah. and setting this scene and for doing this work. Uh, yeah, we. I went to college with Revy, and she was a fucking rock star in college. And so, like, I sent out this like. So we also worked at like an organic fair trade uh, taco shop together <laughs> in Ithaca. Welcome. Uh, and so, like, I felt kind of sheepish about being like, "Hey, Revy, you're a star. You want to you want to come work on this little thing with me?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. So, thank you, Revy. Uh, yeah. You are the <laughs> shit. Um, and thank y'all too. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you so much. Like, thank you, thank you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.